0: Um, Pastor Lipkins, uh asked me to bring some words this morning. Uh, he actually, I was due to have been here um, to uh, do a word a number of weeks ago, um, but different things arose or whatever. So um, I had, I would start to prepare what I was going to bring. In. Um, I know no, that I was preparing this a number of weeks ago, and uh, then uh, as I was getting it ready. Uh, there was something I heard or, or read online, and that sort of made me think, yes, that's what I want to bring this morning. And then, uh, believe it or not, I, we went to uh, a funeral of a, a good friend's dad, and um, uh, the minister there, the pastor there who was bringing the service, he actually brought his address through what I was bringing. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right lines then. Oh, it's coming to my mind all the times. And then, uh, I don't know if some of you are like me, we use U uh, version. Bible in order to do our uh, reading plan. I know Anne uses a new version, I believe, or used to. Anyway, and um, every day it comes up on there. Uh, they do a new verse for each day and um, somebody gives a bit of an account on it. And yesterday's was the verses for today. So I was encouraged even more. And when you see the title, Lamentations, what, um, what a sad title that seems to be. Uh, it's from the book of Lamentations. Um, and to lament, as we know, is uh, to grieve or to moan um, or, or to, to mourn something. And, and this is what the writer was doing when he wrote Lamentations. We, we're unsure who the author is. It comes straight after the book of Jeremiah. Um, but it was uh, a man who put together by the Holy Spirit uh, his reflections, on what was happening at that time. And and he put it into five poems. Now, we don't read it as poems, but in the original uh, language, uh, it's an acrostic poem. So that uh, the first four chapters, each of the chapters starts with the letter of the alphabet at that time. And um, there are 22 verses, then it it gets doubled up. Uh, So he was writing a poem reflecting of the time that he was going through, which was the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Uh, as I said, the book before was Jeremiah, and he was a prophet who warned Israel at that time. He warned them of um, of the coming uh, wrath of God unless they changed their way. He he had gone to them and said, look, if you repent of your way, God will continue to look after you and he will revive you. And he was um, He was one who went even to the kings at the time as well as the, the main Israel leaders and uh, telling them about um, what they were doing and how they were living was totally against what God wanted. And he was giving them uh, an opportunity um, to change their lives. But unfortunately, even after years of his prophecy, the, the country of Israel and the people of Israel carried on, they were the way they were the leaders as well. And now we come to Lamentations, which is um, an author's reflection of this time, the pain and the confusion of, of Israel's defeat and the, the destruction and what was going on. And he just doesn't understand it. And there's an awful lot of um, sorrow and mourning within this. And that's why he gets his name Lamentations, I'm sure. But uh, if you've ever read the book, um, smack in the middle of the book are some wonderful verses. Um, it, it's it's uh, the verses that I wanted to bring some thoughts on this morning. And it's Lamentations chapter 3, and it starts at verse 19. And here the writer says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall." I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Even just that verse, you can see uh, a little bit of a flavor of the previous chapters in the book, how he is lamenting at the situation he's in. Then verse 21, he says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him. To one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So some incredible verses. New Juan, he goes back to his mourning and, and all, all the destruction and all the... The difficulty at that time, but right in the middle, he has this uh, revelation, this awakening, this understanding of what and who God is. So, just some thoughts on even those verses. My first one is number one, to stop and reflect, and that's what this author did. He stopped where he was in this time of mourning and really reflected on the situation he's in. You now, we've we, Many of us, well, I would say all of us at different times will go through many difficult situations. We live in a broken world. Uh, The world is very broken. and You wonder how more pieces can break up. Um, If you look at the prophecies, I think even more pieces will be broken. We live in a difficult world and we may have gone through weeks of difficulties or even years of difficulties, but you know, the writer here is telling us uh, to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. I often do that and I disagree now and again. Um, but it, it is a good thing to stop and to take stock and even to talk even within yourself. Here, he was looking at all the difficulties that we're going through, but in the reality of all those difficulties, he said, I am not consumed. God hasn't left me. I haven't been. Broken down. I haven't gone in there because of God. We're not consumed. We're not taken over. It, it hasn't. I may be in a bad place, but He knew, as we see, as we go on, that God is still with me. Uh, look, despite how difficult it is, if we zoom forward a few thousand years and go to the Apostle Peter, uh, he was the one, as we know, who denied Jesus, who uh, didn't want anything to do with him at the time. And as he goes on after his, uh, Jesus' death, he was, he was beaten and he was persecuted and he was jailed. And in many occasions, he, he had a difficult time. But, you know, uh, in 1 Peter 1, verse 5 and 6, he writes some incredible words for us. It, he says in a letter that he was writing, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power. Until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. And I think that first verse is incredible that God is protecting you by His power. It's not just um, happening. Life just doesn't happen to us, but God's Take care. takes care of us. Even in the difficulties, God is still with us. And it's by his power he is protecting us. Now, as we've already celebrated, this power is the power that raised Christ from the dead. This power is the power that put this universe into motion. This power is the power that sustains everything in its order. There is nothing beyond God's power to do. And it's this power that is protecting you and me even today. So we can be glad about that. And then if we skip a few more years forward, we come to the Apostle Paul, who again, even more than Peter to a certain extent, he knew what it was to be uh, beaten, jailed, shipwrecked, hungry, flogged, and so much more. He recounts them all. Uh, just declaring how how difficult his life had been, but he wasn't trying to major on how difficult it's been. But the fact that Jesus is in it, in Second Corinthians four verse eight, some again well known verses, and and I uh, ones that uh, I I can often go back to in my own thoughts when um, things get a bit tough. It says, "We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed." We are perplexed, and that that comes along quite often in my life. Lord, why is this happening? What is this going on? I'm perplexed by it. I don't understand it. But you know what? We're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Never abandoned by God. That's our God this morning. Through all those difficulties that... The author was writing in Lamentations, in all the difficulties that Peter and uh, Paul encountered in, and the difficulties that we have in our lives, we can hold on to the verse, we are never abandoned by God. Paul encourages us the difficulties he had, but the difference was he had Christ within. And we have that this morning by his Holy Spirit. Jesus is abiding even in our lives to never be abandoned. The author of Lamentations um, didn't have instant relief. He, he lived uh, quite a few years as you read the passages through it all. But he stopped and called to mind, even in those difficulties, of who God was. There are many reasons um, that we have to read God's word. Uh, it tells us who God is. It tells us uh, the way to go. But it's also something that we should do uh, daily, as we're encouraged to do, that we store it in within our heart. So on a day that will come in the future, we can go back and we can say, God has said in here what he has done and who he is and how that affects our lives. And one of those is that God hasn't abandoned us. We can use his word and he encourages us to use his word for future feeding, even into our own life. So be encouraged. Keep reading God's word. So he stopped and he reflected. So what did he reflect upon? Well, we've read it once and we'll read it again. Verse 21 to 23. It says, um, yet this I call to mind and therefore have hope. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. He remembered the love of God first. And as we've already said, you know, God's love was demonstrated by Jesus in himself. And that love is towards each and every one of you. If, if God could give up his own son for you this morning, how much does he love you? And it's not a one-off love. He just didn't do it at that point and then discarded you. But he continues to love. He says his love never ends. It never ends. It keeps going. It never ends. His love for you never ends. And that's how great our gone. And this is what his reflection brought to the author there. His, uh, his love never, never ends. He recognizes who we are. He recognizes that, um, you know, we, we are a faithless people so often and we doubt and we do wrong and everything else, but his love is still towards us. It's not dependent on my deeds of what I can do. It's not dependent on my failings, how I fail and I mess up, but it's dependent on his love for us because of who he is. He, he re, it, it just re, um, just, we just need to ensure that we, Repent and accept his love towards us. And it's always there to each and every one of us. Never ending. What else doesn't cease? His mercy never cease. Doesn't treat me as my deser- I deserve. The way I deserve is, is death. That's what the, the New Testament tells us. But Jesus doesn't treat us that way. In fact, he treats us out of love out of mercy, giving us something that we don't deserve. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us great blessings, uh, great blessings to each and every one of us that um, come new to us, new every morning. I love this new new every morning. Um, most mornings, this morning uh, definitely as well, woke up relatively early, I uh, go down, cats waiting to go out. So I go straight to the back door, open the back door, step out and you breathe the fresh air and the sun is rising to my right hand side there. And I, I enjoy every morning getting up and looking outside and just and just being there in, in the freshness of it all. And uh it says that um God's mercies are new Every morning. And we like new things. Well, I do anyway. I, I like the, cut of, the smell of new cut grass or uh, the fresh bakery smell as you go somewhere. Or, or a, a freshly made bread, uh, bed that has got clean, new sheets and all this sort of thing. And we like this freshness. And um, God knows that. And, and it, God, even the way he created the world, that we have a night, but then the morning comes and it's a new day the freshness of it all. And and with that, God um, brings his new blessings and his new mercies and the new things he doesn't bring out yesterdays. He brings out new things for each and every one of us, the newness of it. It takes me back to um, the the story of Elijah and the widow uh, who was, getting ready to eat the last meal of the flour and the oil. And Elijah came along and said, do one for me as well, please. Make a meal for me. And she sort of complained. This was all she had. Um, but he's he he pressed her on it. Still do this for me and basically see what God can do. So he did it. And then God supplied the need each day. The flour and the oil never ran out. She didn't use yesterday's flour. It was new there the next day, ready for her to use. And she used that. Then the next day, it was new, ready for her to use. And it just kept going like that. And the way God gave manna in the, in the desert, that he, he sent the manners to be collected each day, a new set of manna. It wasn't something, in fact, if they tried to store it, it would be full of maggots the next day. It was no good because God was supplying new, the next day. And that's what God does to us. He supplies supplies a newness, a new morning, a new mercies, a new love. It's a love that's continuous it never ends, but there's a freshness that we can even have of his love this morning and his mercy and his goodness and his faithfulness to us. And his faithfulness is an incredible thing. I've I've pulled out some uh, verses from Psalms, just four simple verses. They say, your unfailing love, O oh Lord, is as vast as the heaven. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. How great is his faithfulness to us? It is beyond the clouds. And to the writer at that time, who the highest he would have got off the ground would have been, you know, a few foot. Whereas we traveled in jets and the uh, spaceships and everything else. But the, the highest he could see was the clouds and the heavens. And that was his understanding at the time. And that's how great he could see. It was as far as he could see, that was God's greatness and his faithfulness. Then the next uh, verse said, it's good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. The end of the day, God's given you a being faithful again for another day. And that's God's faithfulness to each and every one of us. Psalm 119.90 says, Your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you you created. So his faithfulness continues as this earth has been made. But it's more than that. It goes to each and every one of us generation from generation to generation. So we are a number of generations here and God's faithfulness keeps on going down. Psalm 138.2 says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed up by all the honor of your name. It's his faithfulness and who he is that allows every promise to be held on to. Because he's faithful to them. He doesn't save them and discard them. He doesn't save you and discard you. He is faithful for each and every Uh, day. He is faithful to his promises as well. And then as, as we went through the verses of Lamentations, that's what the author saw. He could see that this faithfulness of God in all that he does gives him hope. And that's where we are now. It's a hope that is personal and it's a hope that is present today. It's not just for the future, it is today. Lamentations, Three twenty-one and 24 says, Yes, I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope to say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. It's very personal. It's something personal for the author, and it's personal for us, because God is a personal God. He loves each and every one. He's merciful to each and every one. He's faithful to each and every one. So that we as individuals can have our own hope in him. He is our portion, our inheritance. It's something that is a future. There is a future in God in the sense of uh, eternal life and an eternal home. But it, it's not just about the uh, future. It's his portion. He is my portion now. He is my portion. He, he is someone, not a thing, not a possession, but he is someone. A portion within our lives that we can depend upon we know that we are not consumed because of god's mercy his love his compassion his faithfulness we know we're not consumed because of his promises and the newness each morning so that gives us hope this morning we have a living hope because he is a living god he is alive and we can depend on him psalm 42 the right to hear Uh, It wasn't David, but had a similar sort of thoughts with regards to the writer of Lamentations. Verse 5 and 6 says, Why so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. He had the same uh, thoughts as the author of Lamentations. He stopped. And he looked at himself and how sad it was. But then he said to himself, himself, I will remember who God is and I will praise him for that. Verse 8 and 11 of the same chapter says, By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is within me. A prayer to the God of, of my life. Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. He could see that uh, despite anything that goes on, he could still see who God was. He could still see the the new morning. The darkness had gone. The light had come. And uh, and the light pushes out that darkness. The darkness of night is taken over by the new every morning. And you know what? This hope that we have doesn't disappoint us at all. It didn't disappoint the author because God was faithful in what he promised. He had promised destruction because of their way, but he had always promised, also promised to bring back a remnant, to bring back a group of people that were wanting to follow God with all their lives. And, and he was faithful. He brought them back. He uh, developed his, his people again and, and he he was faithful in his promises to come to you and to me as as well. So we are not to be disappointed this morning. Maybe perplexed, but not knocked down. Why? Because God hasn't abandoned us, God is for us, God's blessings are new every morning. Now it may not be quick, may not come in the quickness of a morning, because lamentations or the Jerusalem, it took 70 years before the exile came back um but you know what god may not always be quick in our time but he's always at the right time god's right timing is perfect within our lives he's uh he's a faithful god he'll come and can come at the right time but not only that he will ensure that every morning he gives us the mercy the grace the love the Um, compassion, the faithfulness for that day. Not that we we don't have to think, right, that's all I've got for today. And will he do it tomorrow? He's given it to us for this day. So we can have the new mercy and the new love even for today. So just to bring all of those together. Uh, it's new every morning. It required the author to, to stop and reflect of our situations. But not so much just the situation, but the more that God is even within our situation because we can still see his love, his compassion, his mercy and faithfulness because we are not consumed. He is still with us. And because of that, we have hope. Even in the difficulties of it all, we have hope that our God is that faithful God, is that promise-keeping God, is the one who bring about even renewed situations in our life. So that we are giving all God, all praise to our God and our Savior this morning. Jesus is one who has always promised to be with us. I will never leave you, never forsake you. He has promised new things, and we we've already started seeing new things even within the life of this church, and we're praying for those even to continue each and every week as we as we go forward. That God will continue to add to us and He'll be changing people's lives and be restoring families and he'll be bringing about even uh, miracles within the lives of people within this church and the church itself so that God will have all praise and honor from all we do and we say. Amen. I hope uh, some of that or a bit of that will have blessed you this morning, that you have a God who brings new mercies every morning into your life. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, even in the stumblings and everything else, Lord, we rely upon what you are saying in your word and how your Holy Spirit even brings that ministry into our own lives. Thank you for ministering into me, Lord, even as I look through this word. Lord, you're a, you're a faithful God, and we love you this morning. Thank you, Lord, that your promises are faithful to this house, Lord. You've promised, and we can rely upon that. It is a fixed hope, a living hope of who you are, Lord, and what you're able to do. So we rely upon that this morning. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. Lord, each and every day, the new mercies that you bring, we give you the thanks and the praise this morning. Amen.